you know it, 1061 ESPN is your radio home for all things Richmond Spiders. Been your radio home for Spider Athletics for going on two decades now. And you'll hear Spider Football this weekend. Homecoming against Campbell, 3.30 is game time. 3 o'clock is airtime here on 1061 ESPN. And within another week after that, you'll hear Spider Basketball on these airwaves because we have hit the crossover season. When we got college football, we got college basketball. So a perfect time to bring into our 1061 ESPN studios. Athletic Director John Hart joins us this afternoon. How are you, Mr. Hart? I'm doing well, Bob. Thank you for having me. And hey, I apologize completely. Hang on one second. I apologize because we're having an issue with your mic. How about now? Let's try it out. Your voice sounds much better now. (laughs) And again, thank you for having me, Bob. My comment earlier was not to deride the Phillies. (laughs) You know I have fondness for the the team from uh, Brotherly Love, but it's just such a beautiful day here in Richmond that uh, I couldn't help but come in from outside and mention how baseball-like the weather is right now. You know who's going to pick on me the most? Aaron Roussel. Is that right? Oh, yeah. He's so jealous of all us Philly people in the Robin Center. We had this breakfast with him and some of our season ticket holders last week, and he made several points about, oh, how much he loves Philly and all the Philly people, but he's getting tired of hearing him talk about all this winning. Well, what do you expect? He's a Cubs fan. Yes, you know? he is. If anyone's been used to losing for a long time. There you go. You know. I mean, I, I've got a fondness for the Cubs, too, but I know that Aaron's been a lifelong yeah. Cubs fan. So. He was kidding a little bit because he's got some players in the Philly area, and he knows how important the recruiting uh, niche is up there in Philly. But, yeah, he was shaking his head a little bit. This was a week or so ago when all things were going well in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, and, uh, it's Philly doing Philly things. But let's not go there. Baseball can be that way. You know, it my, can. My twins looked like they could make mm-hmm. a little noise in the postseason, yep. and it came and it went. And, <laughs> yep. and so, as you said earlier, we move on to basketball and football. So and Spider just... Football has won five of the past six, John, after a slow start. What are you seeing there for the Spider Football program that actually still has them, us, in the conversation for postseason as we get ready to flip the calendar to November? Well, I think we're starting to see the team that we thought we were going to see when the season started. And uh, I think some of it is due to transition. I think critically uh, with a quarterback situation, being a little bit of musical cheers to start the season. Uh, that was a tough one for us to overcome. I also think, you know, we had a new offensive coordinator situation and there were some wrinkles that needed to get ironed out. Some terminologies were a little bit different. And then you just had, uh, you know, that huddle leadership, which is so critical. And just when I thought uh, Wickersham was getting his legs underneath him, you know, he gets knocked out uh, with that injury. Um, and, uh, away we go. But I think it's settled down to the point. Matter of fact, I kind of like where we are with the two-quarterback approach. They definitely give us a dynamic that uh, is going to be problematic for some of the defenses that uh, that face us. I also think on the defensive side of the, the ball, we're playing really well. Uh, I, I think there's still, and, and I think Coach Huseman would agree with this, I think there's still plenty of work for us to do but uh, we've got talent. I mean, that's not our issue. We just need to cut down on mistakes and execute better. Do you find yourself every once in a while being a fan and thinking the way I know Spider fans are thinking about the way this season has gone? Heck, some of the Spider broadcasters are thinking this way too, but how much you look back and how frustrating it was for those two losses at the start of the season to Morgan State and to Hampton. No doubt about it. I, You know, I'm AD, but I'm a, I'm a huge Spider fan, and I – 
I felt bad for her. You know, I talked to the staff. I talked to the players. They they were scratching their heads a little bit, you know. I mean, it wasn't as if they weren't prepared. It wasn't They just weren't executing. And, uh, you know, you don't get any do-overs, no, no mulligans in, in the football season. I think it's been incredible, the resilience that we've shown and the way we've been able to get on track and uh, create some momentum. And, you know, here we are, three games left. Things set up pretty nicely for us to be in the mix and make some noise and, and maybe have a shot still at making the NCAA tournament. Hey, and how about maybe winning the crown still in the CAA? So, you know, things would have to fall our way. The ball in football takes funny bounces, but I think we're pretty well positioned. And I know at the start of the season, we wouldn't have seen those losses that we're referring to in our future, but we probably would have felt pretty good about being, you know, five wins right now and uh, having a home matchup on homecoming against Campbell and then an off week to uh, to prepare to close out the season with Elon and William & Mary. So, you know, again, we're going to have to play better than we have played, but I think we're capable of it. So let's keep that fan hat on for a moment because the next item on the fan list will be to look ahead. What could happen by the end of the season? You still have one unbeaten team. Delaware is 4-0. and And then there are, what, four teams with one loss. Richmond, Elon, Villanova, and Albany. Uh, can you look into that crystal ball and wonder – how many teams can the CAA get in this year? Well, it's it's a tough it's a tough one to see clearly because you know we don't play a round robin, and we're we can control our own destiny with Elon, but you know as far as Albany and uh, Delaware are concerned. Now, granted, everybody does have some tough league mm-hmm. games ahead of them, uh, and that includes the Spiders. I mean, I I think Elon's going to be tough. I think Campbell's going to have a a dynamic that we haven't seen this season. I think they're pretty potent offensively. And I think William & Mary, you know, they've had their ups and downs, but I think they're a, a very good program and with a very good team. And uh, we'll, we'll just see who's there at the finish. I mean, uh, Delaware, you know, they're they're undefeated in the league, but they've got, you know, their, their uh, rivalry game with uh, Villanova left, and they've got to play Elon as well, mm-hmm. I believe. So those are two tough teams. I, I, I think it could go... I don't know, half a dozen ways, if not more. Uh, the good news, though, is we're talking about the top teams in the league, and we're among them. And so we're going to have our shot. we just got to take care of business and uh, control our own destiny and, and, and win these ball games. Don't sleep on this Campbell team. I'm not saying that to you. You know it, but I'm saying that to Spider fans that are listening because you go, oh, Campbell, new team in the league. They're in the Big South, but – Wow, they've got an offense that is explosive, is quick, is powerful. And, John, they brought in 28 transfers and had an opportunity today in prepping for the telecast on Saturday to talk with their head coach, with Mike Minter, who was two-time NCAA champion at Nebraska and played for the Carolina Panthers. He's a defensive guy, but he's got a great offense. And he said, look, we did this because we made the move to the CAA. We looked at it and saw we can't compete with the guys we have that are Big South players, we need to go get better players. 28 transfers. Could you ever envisioning having to do something like that? Well, and and particularly in the CAA, this is sort of new territory. We haven't seen a team do this before. Uh, I don't know. Like I guess, I guess we'll see. Uh, the proof will be in the pudding, as they say, right? Um, that's a lot of new faces that uh, have to learn a lot of new terminology, new offense, new defense, special teams. Um with that said, you know, Campbell's got a winning record right now. 
They have been able to score on some pretty darn good teams. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to get on track offensively and show what our offense can do if we're going to have a, a good shot in defeating uh, Campbell this Saturday. I think I think we can, but that's uh, that really seems to be their Achilles heel. Are you okay where the Spider football program is right now in the transfer world and the transfer portal uh, with the guys who go out of the portal and the way Coach Usman and his staff are bringing guys in from the portal? Well, I don't think you're ever going to see us get into the dozens of uh, transfers coming and going. Uh, I, I am okay with it. Uh, Richmond has a, a lot of appeal uh, because we play you know, top-flight FCS football, certainly. But we're also one of the best uh, academic uh, options in, in the country. And so when prospects and their families choose to, to become spiders and choose to uh, you know, enroll at Richmond and be on our roster, they're also choosing to pursue that Richmond degree, which they put a tremendous amount of value on. So once you've made uh, the, that commitment and then are a couple of years in, the idea of hitting the uh, transfer door uh, a lot of times isn't as appealing as it might be at other places that doesn't have the strong commitment with that academic piece. Now, with that said, it is, it's part of the reality we're living in right now, so we will continue to see players coming and a few going. Uh, what we've seen clearly in the football program is usually players, they like to stay here, get that degree, and then they take that, that fifth year mm -hmm. and they look around and see if there's some options to play up. And, uh, you know, I think Kobe Turner's success at Wake Forest after he got his Richmond degree, um, it caught a lot of people's attention on, uh, uh, in our program, including mine. I mean, wow. And it's hard to fault a player after they, you know, do everything you ask them to do for, for four years and then transfer out when they get a tremendous opportunity to play up, for example, in an ACC program like Wake or, you know, go to uh, a, a Big Ten program or any of those uh, mm -hmm. Power Five programs. Mm -hmm. Hey, a couple more on the football front, then we'll take a break and we'll talk a little basketball because it is right upon us. And I'm trying to remember and ask questions that fans have brought my way at the coaches show or on road trips or that sort of thing. And we were touching on it a little bit before you came on and, and you alluded to it as we were talking about games coming up and, and who you, who's playing who. The scheduling model in the, in the CAA, how much of a challenge is that in a 16-team league coming next year to try and get the right schedule to help not only Richmond, but other schools in the league to be in a position to get to the postseason. I'll tell you, it, everybody's got their issues with 16 teams. That's a lot of football programs. That's a lot of coaches. That's a lot of ADs. And uh, we all know that we're not going to be fully satisfied, and there's going to be compromises made and decisions made. But, but it's tough when you have a season like this season, and we don't play traditional rivals like, like Delaware and Villanova, um, two very good programs that we have long history with and that, uh, you know, we, we care about those rivalries. So to have uh, that happen is difficult. And, and, you know, Campbell, with all due respect, a lot of people don't know about Campbell because mm -hmm. we've never played them before. Mm -hmm. And so this is uh, truly a whole new ball game in a series with zero contest between us. So, you know, it, it's, it's difficult for all of us. I mean, I'm not going to kid you for a second, Bob. Um, would I rather be playing our traditional rivals every season? You bet I would. And I've, uh, I've made that, that uh, perspective known. But, again, we're uh, one of 16 voices now, and uh, you can't listen to everyone and give them everything they want. And so, you know, we're, we're going to see how this year, you know, goes. And 
we'll evaluate, and then I'm optimistic we can create new rivalries. But I'm not kidding myself either. Like right now, the number one question I've had for the last two weeks, Campbell, what, what do you know about him? And, and, and the truth of the matter is not a lot other than what we've talked about earlier. I, I don't think you want to underrate him. I, mm-hmm. I think you don't want to overlook him because I think they're a program that is successful now and can bite you if you uh, aren't prepared and executed. And they think they can still get to the postseason. They they think they have three losses. If they run the table, they could get there. So they've got a lot at stake. So I think on the field, you're going to be impressed by the battle that we get. I don't mean you. I mean the audience that we're talking to. And it very well could be the Campbell offense against the Richmond defense on Saturday and, and be a very entertaining game. And beyond that, John, you got homecoming. You've got Hall of Fame weekend. We're inducting five new members into the University of Richmond Hall of Fame, two of whom are football players. And you've got the 15-year anniversary celebration of the 2008 National Championship. Well, in addition, something new. We're doing a Spider Evening, which uh, is going to be a celebration. The Millheiser Green, right after uh, we do the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which should be a ball. I mean, mm-hmm. three different uh, musical acts are performing. There's going to be a light show. Uh, so if you've got some some opportunity to get to campus Friday evening, I hope people will come out and join us. The weather will be great for spider evening as opposed to baseball. Yes, absolutely. Much better for That's spider evening. Exactly right. <laughs> Take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're going back indoors because the weather is going to get colder. And we'll talk some spider basketball with Richmond Athletic Director John Hart as the sports huddle continues, 1061 ESPN. Big Al doesn't care how the duck is prepped. I don't care if he eats raw duck. Or what anyone thinks. I don't care about what he thinks. But he does care about what you do from 8 to 10 weekday mornings. So spend that time with him on 1061 ES. All right, let's get into some college basketball talk with Richmond Athletic Director John Hart for this segment. And, of course, during the break, we were chatting about it already men's side john get the program when you come into the robin center because like many college basketball programs the roster has changed over coach mooney has talked about it many many times it's not the way he really wants to go he'd rather have the four-year guys and the freshmen but in this day and age you got to compete and you got to go into that portal and here are the spiders with three more transfers this year right yeah i you know i gotta confess i've been to a number of practices and i'm impressed with the talent level um We've got a lot of pieces that look like they could be part of a successful season, but I'm not quite sure how they're going to all come together. And mm-hmm. I think that's not unusual for this time of the season and preseason. But with so many newcomers, I don't know how that blend's going to be yet with uh, the returning guys. Um, like I say, in practice, we look great. We might know a little bit more after uh, you know another scrimmage uh, that uh, we've got scheduled with Virginia Tech. I think that'll be you know, a, a telling preseason uh, episode, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I think everyone's just going to have to wait and see, and we're going to have to come out and, you know, when we tip it off against VMI, I think we'll start to get some answers. The guys in the backcourt, the new backcourt duo, seem to have made an early splash, Delani Hunt and Jordan King. couple of S's there, scoring and speed for those two guys, right? Very impressive. You, you can't hardly watch a, a practice without immediately noticing that we're we're quick and we're fast and those two fellas look like they can uh, put it in the in the hoop 
Um, what about the three transfers coming back? So this was not a situation where we went out and got one-year transfers. These are guys that had multiple years coming back and the progress, because you're going to need – Coach Mooney is definitely going to need all three of these guys, right? I mean, Neil Quinn, Isaiah Bigelow, and Jason Roach. When we were talking during the break, uh, I think Neil Quinn is showing great signs of leadership. I think he's playing in practice more aggressively, which is what we were looking to, to get out of him last year. So I don't think you're going to see those 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 times on the court where he was tentative last season being repeated. But again, you know we're practicing against ourselves, so we'll have to see what we do against competition. And I think uh, Bigelow and Roach, uh, you know, they had their moments last season where were very impressive during the games. And it's just to me, it's going to be how the the team dynamic and how they play with uh, a new group, um, how that evolves and if it evolves quickly. But I think I think very talented uh, roster, very talented. There roster. are two guys that I am really rooting hard for. I root for all our guys. I, I like them all, obviously. But there are two guys for varying reasons that I hope are really successful and really help the team. Jai Bailey being one because he has stuck it out through a lot of thick and thin, through injuries, through playing, through not playing, through position changes. Um, and I think there are a lot of fans that thought, well, he might be one that might go into that transfer portal, and he hasn't. And he stuck it out. And I certainly hope he's rewarded. And then Aiden Noyes is the guy I think is flying under the radar. Unless you're one of those folks who sneaks in and watches some practice and you see how good he's been in practice, that he could really be a contributor on this team. Yeah, I, I think those are two great uh players to focus on Bailey's been a little snake bit when it comes mm-hmm. to the injury bug you know just when he showed signs on the court of delivering on the promise he comes down with an injury and that's been a tough break and they've been unrelated so it's not as though it's a chronic situation um yeah I, I guess we'll just have to see you know I I, I wish I could uh, have that crystal ball we were talking about earlier but that is the the thrill of a new season I mean it's so exciting to think that uh, you know, two weeks we're going to be tipping off a new basketball season, both with the men and the women, and uh, hope springs eternal right now. It really does, and I'm I'm optimistic. I think we're going to be talented. There are so many unknowns across the A10 right now that mm-hmm. uh, I mean, everybody's in a little bit different version of what we're experiencing with with the transfer portal and uh, influx of uh, transfers in and 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 out. So, had, had, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, how do you feel about the non-conference schedule? You mentioned VMI to start it. There are some challenges there. You get an ACC team in Boston College. You're down in that Florida uh, tournament with Colorado, Florida State, and UNLV. Um, Got to go out to Wichita State and Northern Iowa. I mean, there are some challenges here. Well, if Chris were sitting here, he'd tell you the toughest thing in a head coach's responsibilities today is, is scheduling uh, non-conference games mm-hmm. and particularly scheduling up against uh, Power 5 and uh, Big East teams just because, uh, you know, most of those leagues, they really don't have to schedule many games against uh, tougher opponents, and they don't. <laughs> and so there's, mm-hmm. there's a bit of a, you know, a, a paucity of opportunities out there. So you gotta, you got to capitalize on them when you have them. And I think, you know, we've, we've got a, a nice schedule. It's a balanced schedule, and it's a schedule if we have success uh, playing those games that we could play ourselves into a tournament situation but we got to you know we got to win some of those big games how are you feeling about the Atlantic 10 in general, we had Loyola Chicago last year, so they'll be in their second year. I think we all saw, heard the rumor that was out there on Twitter today about the AAC having serious talks with VCU about bringing them in. How do you feel about the stability maybe right now of the Atlantic 10, not to mention the talent level? 
I think the A10's really one of the attractive features of it is it's been so stable uh, recently. And uh, I think, uh, you know, with 15 members, um, we're, we're in a good position. I think we're playing at a high level collectively, but that right now with the transfer portal situation and, and the name image likeness situation, everybody's in a, in a much more fluid roster situation than they've ever seen mm-hmm. before. And that uh, includes every single program within the league. Um, I thought it was it was interesting last year welcoming uh, Loyola to the league. I think there were high hopes in Chicagoland about among the Loyola faithful, and I think um, they got a firsthand uh, experience of just how competitive the league is, top to bottom. And there are no easy nights, uh, and it's always difficult to get a win on the road in this league. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of those things are going to change uh, this. Uh, this season. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey, how about a word or two on the women's program that was coming off of a breakthrough season last year, a 20 win season, a post win season, a win in postseason in the WNIT. And maybe Aaron Russell is the outlier in all this because he's got a lot of that team back. He brought in a couple of, couple of tra- three transfers, one unfortunately he's not going to play, but he's got a lot of familiar names back. And I think he feels like the Spiders will be in the upper echelon and in the conversation in the A-10. Yeah, I think Coach Russell feels, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic because that's just his nature. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's he's optimistic, and I think he's got a great returning uh, group of players who uh, are seasoned veterans and uh, have shown that they can compete and compete successfully and at a high level in the A-10. So, I, uh, you know, you always got to stay healthy and you got to – you know, you got to live up to your potential. But I think potentially we'll be one of the better teams in the A-10 this season. Certainly looking forward to it. It all tips off Monday, November 6th. First time teams can play. Spider-Men are home against VMI. The women will actually play one of the first games in the country because that's the first day you can play. And they're playing an 11 a.m. game at Cameron Indoor Stadium against Duke. They will be on the road at Duke. And I think they would like to... uh, write a different chapter in that that series than what we saw last, last year, season yeah. but I also think that motivates you know our team and our coach to be uh preparing for the Blue Devils finish up here John because this half hour whatever it is 40 minutes always goes so quickly personal side of things how are you handling everything in college athletics these days I don't think this is the job you signed up for even before Richmond let alone since you've just been at Richmond and handling the changing times Anyone who's worked with me will will confirm that one of my favorite sayings in life is, you know, the great ones adjust. And we are definitely in a period of adjustment in almost uh, every single important way. Um, it's um, it's it's a, a new era. Uh, it was down uh, at a fundraiser, uh, and uh, Coach Mooney and Coach Bennett and Coach Odom uh, were all in attendance, and. Uh, Jay Bilas listened to what they had to say, and he just made a declaration to those in the room. This is a new era starting now, moving forward in mm-hmm. college athletics, and you either are going to adjust to it and adjust successfully, or you're going to get left behind. And so we're making those adjustments just like everyone else is, uh, but it's very different, Bob, as, as you're alluding to. We didn't have a transfer portal we didn't have name, image, and likeness issues, uh, and and those two in combination have really changed the dynamics, particularly in uh, the basketball world, in ways that were completely unforeseeable 
you know, four or five years ago. Um, and, and I think with conference realignment, mm-hmm. uh, whoever would have thought we'd see within an, a few short weeks a, a league like the Pac-12 disappearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really remarkable. And I, I, Cal and Stanford being in the ACC. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Yeah. So, so you know, you never can, you never know. You're, you're never certain, but what we are certain of is more change is coming. And uh, many of these things, the transfer portal, name, image, and likeness, the new alignments, they are part of the real landscape that we're going to have to navigate successfully. And I know the spiders will, so I'm excited about it. But uh, you're right. This isn't what I thought uh, the, the future was going to hold for us. Well, let's find out what the future is together moving forward. John, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in the studio. Thanks, Bob. My pleasure to be here with you. John Hart, Richmond Athletic Director with us in studio. We'll be back with a quick goodbye to this afternoon's sports huddle after the break. 1061 ESPN.